And you know, if you try to carry a really big stick that's a lot taller than you, holding it low is maybe the most difficult way you can do it. So it's very impressive and it was very still. So I apologize to Wesley, who's doing the camera right now, because um, I didn't tell him, but we're going to go for a little walk. Today is the beginning of the season of Lent in the church, which means that we go on our own journey in this next 40-ish days, and we've all got a different one every year. And in the world, right now, we have a very particular one as we are all watching what's unfolding in the Ukraine, in Ukraine and feeling pretty helpless about it, I think. And we have this very particular time in church to help us think about our journey of faith year to year. And so this time, right now in Lent, we think about, um, one, what our own questions are in our own life, and we think about what God might have to say about them, what our faith, what our tradition, what our church might have to say about them. And Episcopalians, we're really, really simple about such things, right? We don't, we're not terribly sophisticated about it. We're not just asking you to work it out in your mind, work it out in your house with Jesus, read a book. What we're going to say is we're going to help you walk it through so that it becomes a part of your body and your being that you have been in prayer and been thinking about what it is, your, what, what your journey is for this year. Now, who here has heard us say in church the word journey? <laughs> right? We say it all the time, don't we? All right, so we're going to go on a journey. You, Mr. Kramer's going to help me in case others don't want to come. Mr. Kramer, will you walk with me? If anybody would like to join us in this walk, come on. Anyone's welcome. I apologize to the video guys. It's Mr. Zintek's birthday, so he should definitely join us. Will you come join me? All right, we're going to go on a walk. Come on. So we're going to do a procession at 11.15. This is our version of it at this service. You can stay seated if you want, because a procession needs an audience too. Do you want to come? You have a cross. Will you come with? Yeah, will you come lead it? Perfect. There you go. Let's go forward. And then we're going to take a left. It's okay on the camera if you don't catch this. Wesley's leading us. So the reason we process in the church, which, you know, if you're trying to get somewhere, walking in a circle in a church is not the way to do it. The reason we process in a church, can we go this way, Wesley? That way? Yep. Is because we know when we walk, when we put our feet down, for those of us that can walk, that our brain is doing something we've learned. That our brain is somehow connecting between the left side of our brain and the right side of our brain. We've got to keep up with Wesley, right? Yeah. And it's helping us to put together ideas that are really hard for us most of the time, right? Really hard ideas like that there's suffering in the world and pain and confusion, and it keeps coming back, right? That there have been war and struggles our whole lives and the lives of our parents and grandparents, and there will be into the future. And yet God is with us. And the story we have today is that God, the Spirit, it says a Holy Spirit, Let's go that way. Rests upon Jesus and drives Jesus out into the wilderness. And Jesus walks out into the wilderness because there was no bus or Uber at the time. He walks. And when he goes into the wilderness, he is stuck alone to face his own questions. Anyone here ever had any questions that you felt like you were alone trying to figure out? Anyone? I have some. It happens to Jesus, and he goes out into the wilderness, kind of the opposite of what you'd normally do. He doesn't go to his friends or his parents or his teachers. He doesn't read a book. 
It says the Spirit drives him out into the wilderness where he asks his questions, and he is tempted, it says. Anyone ever here feel tempted? Mr. Kramer? Yeah, me too. And the temptation is that what he can do, he can make bread. We're about to find out he can do whatever he wants. He can save himself. He can declare who he is. And then, Wesley, let's go this way. You, you, everyone's doing great. Keep going. Um, he doesn't do what he can do. What he does instead, and this is a big word, he chooses solidarity. I want you to remember that word, solidarity. What solidarity means is that you and I, that we together, will discern the best for our community. Together. Together because a Holy Spirit comes when we're together, is what we've been taught. We lost Wesley. Where's Wesley? Oh, okay, good. Um, so a Holy Spirit comes when we are together. So Jesus goes out to this far place alone and finds that. He decides that he will not go alone. Even Jesus will not go alone. As you come back, take your seats. You'll come, you, you, yeah, go ahead. Jesus decides not to go alone. If Jesus decides not to go alone, to go out into the wilderness he is driven to, to say to his tempter, I will not go alone. Maybe we could do the same. So part of what we do in a church like this is we take these walks. We're going to do it at 11.15. We'll keep doing it. You'll see us do it on Palm Sunday. You see it when you see protests sometimes. Not all the time. Some of those protests I don't know about, right? You see it when we process outside. What we're doing is going into the space that we know how to be in, and we're going in differently. We're walking it. We're letting it come into our hearts and change us again. We're incorporating information we're hearing out here, we're hearing in here, we're reading on the text, and we're walking. We're moving our legs so that we can integrate it into our bodies for this new time. And we walk into the holiest places where there, our prayers have been offered for generations and into the most mundane where the floor has been redone more recently, right? Into all of them to incorporate into our bodies these truths that for many of us are just too big for our minds. How can it be that there is despair in the world again at the level that it is? How could it be? And yet from the beginning, right? Even the, the readings say today, and you'll see it again in Hebrews, our ancestor was a wandering Aramean, called from the place of home and comfort and safety. That's Abraham, remember? In his old age, called out into the world by God, for God literally only knows what. So most of us don't have to go very far to feel that we have been called out into something we have no idea how to address. Great unknowns all the time, and not just for children, for all of us, all of us. And the message today is the word is very near to us, as it was to Abraham and as it was to Jesus. The image many of you have seen this week is of Sophia, right? It's the, the cathedral in Kiev, and it's Sophia standing like this, right? Looking like Elizabeth and looking like Horus in this beautiful blue. Wisdom is a woman in the Hebrew scripture, and she's in a field of gold, 
like that, like, like an area up there in that cathedral. It's a cathedral from 1037 at the heart of this city, of this ancient, beautiful city that is under attack today, standing there praying for the city. It's the image of the prayers of the city. So we may, may we join our prayers with hers. Remember our ancient heritage of wandering. Stay tuned to our own journey. Your journey, wherever it takes you, is important. It is yours. Please have it. And let us be in deep solidarity with one another. Let us care for one another. Let us go together for this season and all the days of our lives.